Rage can either burn us or burn others around us when not understood and processed. Women carry a collective rage that must be processed in order to obtain sovereignty and self-mastery. Rage can serve as a direct pathway to liberation and it can become our highest teacher if we truly understand its purpose. This week on the Sovereign Women Movement Show, we're gonna be talking about rage, how to transmute and transcend it and use it to our own power. Welcome to the Sovereign Women Movement Show. I am Jyotirajit Kaur and I help women of color heal their inner child through Kundalini Yoga therapy and spiritual psychotherapy so that they can rewire the subconscious programming and break ancestral karmic cycles. And this beautiful goddesses is our movement. Satnam, Satnam, welcome to the Sovereign Women Movement Show. Happy Miraculous Monday to all of you. It has been such a beautiful week. We had recently, you know, last night, if you're catching this live here on Instagram, thank you so much for being here. Satnam and good morning. For those uh, on the replay on the podcast, thanks for joining. And uh, you, if you're catching this in this during this time and week, and you're uh, still sensing this energy from the full moon. We had a very beautiful full moon last night. Depending on wherever you're at in the world, it actually came in around 11.28 in the morning, uh, Pacific Standard Time, actually. And it was a full moon in Libra. And this full moon in Libra was very much influenced by the uh, planet Venus. And Venus has been rebirthing. I've been talking about this all of last week on the podcast you guys can all catch the you all can catch the podcast replace everywhere where podcasts are streamed thanks to those that have subscribed share and have left great comments on there we really really appreciate you all so much but uh um this venus rebirth is uh yes jesus says charge your crystals jesus remember to charge his crystals thank you so much for remembering all right you are on the right path into your new level of sovereignty, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to make sure that uh, the uh, he had the full moon right because he needed to make sure that his um, crystals were charged correctly. So he's on top of it. But on top of that, you know, and we were talking about this yesterday because we were over at my mom's house having our usual Sunday brunch, which starts for with brunch and then we end up leaving like in the nighttime. So we have like two meals <laughs> by the time we leave. <laughs> And, you know, we were talking about this, Jesus, about uh, this uh, Venetian energy of relationships. And what's so interesting is that Venus was directly across the full moon, like directly across the full moon, which is also across the sign of Libra. Libra is the, Venus is the rulership of Libra. So what this means is that the ancients didn't necessarily see this as a very like positive aspect. What they, what with the Venetian energy is it's all about women, it's beauty, it's about relationships. And like I've been talking about a lot on my posts, uh, you can check out my latest Instagram post. I wrote more about this. There is a, also this a great awakening of the relationship we have with ourselves and learning through others, learning through the relationships around us, whether that's your mother, father, daughter, whether that's a romantic relationship. And especially if you're going through any type of challenges, because full moons, what they do is they bring the truth. They illuminate the truth. And because we're working through relationships 
this could be a time where you are seeing the truth. So two things are going to happen. We are living in times of extreme, like I always talk about. And the author who taught me about this is Greg Braden. Greg Braden, he wrote, he, he speaks a lot about the extremes that we're going through and whether um, he's a scientist as well. To me, he's more like a spiritual teacher as well. But he talks about, you know, the scientific things that are happening with Mother Earth, but also the extremes that we are living as a human consciousness, because we're literally closing out a cycle in humanity that our ancestors talked about all the time, the Mayans, the Aztecs, and the great Vedas, in all cultures, they talked about this. So because we're closing out this, this old cycle, these cosmic um, uh, cycles of new moons and moons, and especially when Venus is involved, they can feel very huge. They can feel like you're literally rebirthing into a brand new human consciousness. And we have more of that energy this week. I mean, this week on Saturday or Sunday, we are uh, celebrating for those that celebrate Easter. And Easter is about the resurrection, right? And, and the crucifixion. And, and we're all awakening as a Christ consciousness to this truth. And, and this Venus, if you're learning this rebirth and this full moon, because it brought light to the truth it's going to do two things it's going to make your relationships where especially where you had a challenge in a relationship it's going to make it super stronger more commitment you know working through those those energetic blockages everybody has those inner child programs and unless you're in a relationship especially in a romantic relationship with someone who's 100% of the time conscious then it's going to be a climb up the mountain which we're going to talk about today but also it also is going to bring a light to a lot of relationships where the relationships are going to end or it's going to be over and that is because Venus is, is seeing her own self-worth and this has a lot to do with women and it has a lot to do with the unspoken rage that we as women are processing and it's awakening in us right now and this full moon is heightening that it's bringing more energy behind it showing us our own personal rage and showing us asking us to to step back and not react the way we've always reacted to learn the lessons so we don't have to keep repeating us so there may be some people that are processing some really deep serious rage and i believe as women because it is something that we must all master in order to, for truly to self master it is all something that we're all going through something that mother earth is going through and i'll, I'll share with you all a story before we get into what we're going to talk about today, which is how do we transcend rage? How do we process it? How do we work with it? We're going to have a special uh, um, Friday. Lizzie's going to be here with me. And she's, she said something to me yesterday because she was there at brunch with us too, talking about rage. And she's so wise. She talked about how rage was an unfinished emotion. And I'm going to let her finish that when she comes with us on Friday to talk about this. And it's so true. It's only the beginning, right? Because it's what happens after that rage that creates more of the karma, more of your liberation, or more of the continued experiences that perpetrated the rage to begin with. And then on tomorrow, on Tuesday, we have a special guest, which if you stay till the end of the podcast today, I'm going to be announcing who that is, someone that can help all of us, all women who has been on this journey for some time now, if not just this lifetime, many lifetimes in, in healing to help us also learn about rage in a, in a different uh, perspective. So I'll announce who that is right at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned. 
But in essence, what we're, what we're talking about here, when I was in Sedona, I think one time I actually shared this maybe in on a live or in a podcast before, but there was a time when I went to Sedona and it was actually for our anniversary, my husband and I anniversary, and we decided to head up to Sedona and I had this splitting headache and he was talking to me about how we need, uh, how important it is to ground ourselves. He was re- uh, reading about how when you take your shoes off and your socks and you actually find mother earth herself, you're able to uh, connect with her energy and she can heal you. She can cleanse you. She can, she can raise your frequency. And, and this has been shown even in um, doctors. I've talked about this now too. I've talked about this before. And uh, because of that, I had gone with a really deep headache. And I remember that I took my shoes off. I grounded myself in mother earth. And I had this really incredibly mystical experience where I started to basically feel like I was leaving my body. Like I was connected truly with the body physical temple I was connected in with mother earth like plugged in but at the same time my soul was watching and experiencing not just this lifetime but many many other lifetimes and the thing is uh, I had this splitting headache and the first part of the journey because I closed my eyes and I began to meditate uh, the first part of the journey was incredibly painful it was dark and I started to actually feel the collective rage. That's all I, that's the only way that I could describe. It. And this happened about two years ago. I started to de- feel the collective rage that we as women carry. I also started to feel the collective rage that Mother Earth herself is carrying because it's like she awoke and she's upset because her children like forgot about her. And more importantly, she's she was upset because the women have forgot about our own goodness. We have forgotten about our own beauty, our own power, our own incredible sovereignty. And so it took me on this journey where it was uh, basically, it felt like forever and I was not in my body, but I at the same time felt safe because I was connected to her. But at the same time, my husband was like not too far away. He was like standing next to me and he wasn't interrupting what was going on. Later, he told me that I was shaking uncontrollably, which I remember some of it. And that I was just like, felt like some, I was not in my body, like something had to come out of me. And that moment when I did come back in that he could see that I was settled back in so he was a little freaked out with the whole experience but he did not intervene and so at the same time I felt kind of like I was safe because I did think I was going to a whole other dimension and not coming back and as she took me through this journey it was a splitting headache complete darkness pain toxicity just feeling not heard not seen and more rage we we had it basically upside down that what we believed was being done to us was us ourselves giving it away so when I was able to surrender to that awareness it's like then she took me to this journey of healing and I'm not kidding you the headache that was once splitting completely started to go away and as I started to surrender and cry uncontrollably and sob with mother earth I started to ground myself back into my body and I could feel myself coming back and to mother earth herself and that's when I started to release and I just let go and this tears just came and came and came and came and it was a very liberating moment in my life that even to this day gets triggered through different things you know right now I'm chanting two and a half hours 
of long Ekong cars every single morning for 40 days. We're doing this. I want to thank my beautiful sister Shakti Sita from the palace in Sedona, Arizona. She asked me to guide, to be one of the guides for one of the days we're doing this uh, 40 days straight. And I'm one of the seven guides. So when she asked me to guide a Wednesday's um, uh, early sadhana, I basically then committed to sticking to the 40 days myself. So I've been waking up every day, 3.30 in the morning, 3.37 sometimes, because I try to get seven minutes extra in. And then I we start with uh, Jab Jibi, read sacred scripture. And then we actually chant for two and a half hours of long Ekon Kars. And through the chanting of this beautiful sacred mantra, I've, ever, I've been able to experience and remember a lot of these messages that Mother Earth was giving to me. I've been getting a lot of downloads and that's why we're talking about rage this week because it has been something that has been burbling in me and I've been able to talk to her and Mother Earth and myself and to really ask. And, and I was guided to really talk about that this week specifically because of that, because all these memories were coming back and not just from this lifetime, from many lifetimes in the chanting, especially because when you chant, it is movement. You're using your own sound frequency to rewire the subconscious mind. But this specific mantra also connects you to the divinity, to God herself. Uh, you yourself experience yourself as that divinity. And in those moments of incredible bliss, because there's very few of them, most of them, it's like, ah, how long is this going to take? My mind, I'm going to go crazy. It gets better and better with time, right? But in those sweet little moments, you start to catch glimpses of this truth and that's where all of this stuff has been coming back up for me and it's beautiful and and it's teaching me so much about me and in the Sedona experience it was me coming back into the body right grounding back into mother earth and then talking to my husband and just saying you know sharing with him what I had you know, experienced and this full moon really reawakened those memories again in me and also because some of the uh, lessons I've been learning through relationships as well, which have been incredibly powerful and just exactly what I needed. And so when we go through these moments of, of complete changes in our life, like this full moon, for example, bringing the light and the truth to something or someone in your life that perhaps you hadn't seen before. Or maybe you are graduated where you are looking at that situation that looks like a challenge. And instead of seeing it in that other human being, you're asking how you can learn a lesson here. There could be rage that could be coming up. When truth is, is shown, I always say, don't shoot the messenger, right? But the, the reality is, is that especially when we realize that it is us that needs to change our frequency, there could be rage. And there's also a lot of rage in us from all the things that have happened to women and for many, many centuries, right? The burning of the healers, you know, those witches that the, the men called witches because they were healers, because they didn't uh, basically, because to me, a witch is one that is connected to the elements, to mother nature herself. Those women were burnt and that can create the rage that lives in us, right? There were also so many uh, disrespectful ways that divine feminine has been treated. And again, it's going back to what Mother Earth taught me that day. It was more of nobody can take your sovereignty and divinity from you. It's when you don't see your wholeness in you, you don't see the beauty in you. You don't see that you are amazing, that you're perfect. That's when you're giving away your power. That's when you're giving away you're opening the gate for other people to abuse you and to betray you 
That's the only way because no one can take that from you. No one can take your innate truth. No one can take your satnam. We, we give, we have free will. And, and we've been talking a lot about this and that's a Tory this month about the justice and what justice truly uh, symbolizes, which we're gonna get deeper into as we talk about rage this week. But of course, as I was going through these awarenesses, one of the teachers that came into my consciousness right away was uh, Clarissa Pinkolistas. Dr. Uh, Dr. Uh, Clarissa Pinkolistas is the author of Women Who Run With Wolves. In this book, every woman in this world should read it and it should be given to your daughters for them to read at any age because it is it's a beautiful storytelling first and foremost but it really talks about the wild woman within and igniting that power that has been suppressed you know by society and by by the patriarchal ways that have happened you know for so long and there's a specific chapter in there that is called rage as a teacher and the pathway to forgiveness so I went back to surrendering and listening to and reading this specific section and there's so much wisdom and so much truth in it. And we're gonna look more at it as we move into the week. But today I wanna to share with you a story because it comes from her book, because I feel when I read this story again, it really helped me liberate myself from chains and from the perceptions of feeling that someone maybe else had done something wrong or that something had gone wrong because this full moon awareness can affect all aspects of relationships. It's not just like your romantic relationships. It could be your business relationships. It could be your, again, mother, your father, daughters. It's, it's these dynamics that we're in that show us and that help us through work, through the shadow work. But what we work on, and this is what we talked about this morning and at Sadna is learning that shadows, there's nothing wrong with them, that it's just becoming aware. And that shadows are what bring uh, shade into when there's a, a very hot day. So it's learning ourselves how to just become aware and accept them, right? So Clarissa Pencola says specifically in this, in this section about rage, talks about this beautiful story. And this is a story I want to share with you all today. Because as the truth comes out, and, and as we all start to feel the rage we feel as women, the rage that Mother Earth is processing herself, it's so important for us to use this rage for power, for sovereignty, and not let it burn us, and not let it burn others. Because what we do after the rage is what determines our future, ladies. What we do in the now will always determine your future. So if you want to feel at peace with tomorrow and at peace with yesterday, learn to control the mind and live in the now. And if you wanna have peace about tomorrow and have certainty about tomorrow, then it starts in the now. Whatever you are thinking, whatever you are doing, whatever you are being in the now is creating your tomorrow. And this story will help us remember this and it'll help us remember to really be compassionate about rage. That's one of the reasons why we don't process rage and we don't want to even admit we have it within us, especially as women. And we're sharing this with the goddesses this morning and Sadna, you know, you raise, I myself was raised to be a quiet, young, you know, a quiet little girl, Catholic girl that stayed in her lane that read these things and didn't ask questions, right? 
And, and so if you feel any emotions outside of happiness, gratitude, and those uh, qualities, right, of the higher frequency, something's wrong with you. So if you feel angry, if you feel rage, there has to be something wrong with you and you shouldn't feel it. You know, how many times as children were we taught not to be angry, not to feel upset, you know, and yet, like Lizzie was telling me yesterday, it is, it's true. It's the first emotion we feel as babies, you know, because if a baby takes a, a, a something away from you, a toy, if they take a toy away from each other, they feel the rage, right? They feel angry. That's the first thing that they feel, right? And so where we, where we're needing to change the perception is how to be with the rage, just the way mother earth taught me in Sedona. She didn't let me go. I would have ran away from that rage. I was too scared to feel it all. I was too afraid to admit that it was in me. And so because I was too afraid, she took me there. I put my feet there and she grounded me to the point where I couldn't run away and I had to feel it. And there's more to be felt. And these full moons and these cycles really help us understand this. And so the story that she shares is she, there's this story about a wife and her husband has been gone for some time. He's actually at war. He went to war to fight in a war. And he was injured in that war. And he was then sent home because he basically was not as at his capacity to, to be at war, to be a soldier anymore. So he comes back home and she does everything for him, you know, cooks and cleans and takes care of him. And he is miserable. He's angry. He's upset. He's enraged. Anything she does, none of it is good enough for him. And, you know, if you think about it, he's probably going through post-traumatic stress disorder and all those things that are happening, right? But then it gets deeper and we'll, we'll talk about why he's enraged at the end as well. So she goes to the healer. There's a healer and there's a cave. And she goes to the cave and she enters the cave and she talks to the healer and she says to the healer, my husband is enraged. He's depressed. He has all these emotions, especially against me. Can you help me heal him? And the healer says, absolutely, I can actually help you. And she says, there is uh, actually one way to do that. And there is a, what you have to do. What I don't have this, but you can go get it for me and we'll heal your husband. What you have to do is you have to climb the mountain and you have to find this uh, crescent bear. And this specific bear, it's a black bear. You have to pull one of its hairs out and you have to bring it to me. Because if you bring me that hair, then I can use it as a potion, you know, to help your husband. And she says, oh, my gosh, is that all I have to do? She's like, yes, but it might be dangerous. You know, it might be scary going up the mountain. And it's and he's not a very nice bear, just to let you know. And she's like, well, as long as it heals my husband, I'm going to go up that mountain and I'm going to bring you back that hair. And the healer says, OK, so be it. And so the wife leaves on her journey. And she takes some food with her and just as little as she can, because it's a long journey. It's a long mountain, but she knows that the bear is up at the mountain in the cave. And as she's climbing the journey of the mountain, the mount, the climb is treacherous. There's bad weather. She almost loses her shoes. She almost dies. And it's night. It's, it takes her several nights to get up to the mountain. There's birds that attack her, an animal that almost tries to eat her. So it's treacherous. She finally makes it to the top of the mountain. And as she gets to the top of the mountain, she scopes out the bear. And then she wonders, how am I going to ever get that hair from him? Because he's angry and he's mean. 
And so what she starts to do is every night for a few nights, she comes out. She doesn't even eat the food. She hadn't ate any of the food because she had prepared for this. So she comes up to the mountain and she leaves food outside for the bear to come out and eat it. And as the bear comes out, she starts every night to get closer. And every night she sets the food out and she gets closer. And she's terrified, afraid. But she knows that if she gets this hair from the bear, that she'll return it to the healer and her husband will be healed. And he won't be angry anymore. He won't be depressed. So finally, after several nights, she's finally ever one night to get closer to the bear. As she leaves the food out, she gets closer to the bear and the bear sees her and the bear grabs her. And she says to the bear, I look, I've been feeding you every night for so many days now. Can I just please have one of your hairs? My husband is severely angry and depressed and he needs healing and I need one of your hairs. And the bear kind of just looks at her getting ready to eat her, but somehow just kind of understands what she's saying. And he pulls his neck back. And as he pulls his neck back, she grabs onto the hair and he screams, of course, in pain. And he lets her go and she leaves and runs down the mountain. And she's so excited. She hasn't eaten for days. Her clothes are completely almost in shambles. And she's running down to see the healer because now she has the hair that's going to heal her husband from his depression and from her anger. And she goes to the healer and she says, I'm here. I have the hair. I have the hair. And the healer says, thank you. And she grabs the hair and she throws it into the fire and burns it. And the woman starts to cry. Why did you do that? I just went up the mountain. I almost lost my life several times. The bear almost ate me. Why did you just burn that hair? And the healer tells him, you know, those experiences, you know, all that you have transcended climbing up that mountain, you know, all those times I almost died, all those times the bird almost ate you, the bear almost ate you, you know, all that endurance that you developed within you. I want you to now go down the mountain and use that endurance on your husband. All those things you've transcended, all those things that you've done to get to the top of the mountain and bring back the hair. Now you're going to use all of those lessons and use them with your husband. And that was the lesson. The lesson was that we are always climbing a mountain. And that relationships always teach us so much about ourselves. So much about ourselves. And that if we can understand that it takes some time overcoming the birds that are going to eat you and the bear that is there to take your life away. Because that's how it feels sometimes, you know, especially when we have rage as women, when we have felt that we have been betrayed or we feel that we have been done wrong, especially by those that we believe should have taken care of us, by those that we believe should have protected us. We truly don't understand the whole picture. And we must understand that we're all climbing a mountain. And that if we're able to climb the mountain with assurance that that is what is going to heal that human being. And all the lessons that we learn in climbing the mountain, that we can use that wisdom in our day-to-day life. And that is such a deep, beautiful story. Because you can feel the rage, you can feel the emotions that come with it, but it's always what are you going to do with it? 
what are you going to do with it? Because all emotions are power. We have just been taught that they are good and bad. They just carry different frequencies, different frequencies. And it is us in being with those emotions and accepting our emotions and learning how to process them, learning how to chant them out of your system like I've been doing for the last 10 days. It's learning how to do that in those moments that we can take our sovereignty back and truly attain self-mastery, ladies. So this week, we're going to be talking about rage. We're going to be talking about how it is unfinished emotion. And we're going to be talking about how to transmute it, which is even more important. Lizzie says, we are so powerful. Amen, amen, amen. We really are. We really are, ladies. And one of the things that's so important, and I'll give you a little bit of a preview of how beautiful rage is as a teacher is uh Clarissa Pincolestes talks about how when there is rage you know being with the rage and how she actually sings to her rage she doesn't deny it's there sings and that really brought a lot of awareness to me because when I read that as I was chanting two and a half hours this morning, I, to me, that was me singing to the rage that's within me. And it really helped me get to what we're talking about this week. It helped me really access some really deep levels of past lifetimes and, and the collective rage that we as women actually feel. And here's the thing, you know, because I knew that I was in the mantra, in the meditation, I wasn't running away from it. And as you sing to it, as you chant to it, which is what we teach inside of Satori Wellness and Spirituality, you're able to transmute it and it won't burn you anymore. And it also won't burn someone outside of you. And that is, there's so much power in that. First and foremost, because you feel so confident in who you are because you know you can transmute these emotions that usually we're told not to feel or get stuck in the body but also because you start to have so much compassion for yourself and for others. You know, there's a whole section in the, in the book about rage, about how even if you can forgive 95%, like if you're 95% forgiving, you're like a sage. That's like a, a wise guru. And how, you know, if you're at 70% forgiving, 30% on, that's still an incredibly amount. Like, that's huge. Like 50%, you forgave someone or you didn't, you know, that, and you're still holding a little bit of the 50% rage, then, you know, you're probably normal. That's where most people are at. And it's really not about comparing yourself. It's just about bringing awareness. Where am I today, here and now? And now that I know where I'm at, what can I do to help myself reach higher levels of consciousness? And there's no magic pill for that, ladies. The only way to do that is by going within. And believe me, especially now that I've really stepped into these longer sadhanas, I'm realizing that so powerfully and it's giving me so much confidence in who I am. And more importantly, so much confidence in everything that has happened in my life and trust in the future complete trust and surrender and it takes facing these really uncomfortable emotions and singing to them chanting to them whatever you call singing being with them so that you can learn to use them as a teacher ultimately that's what emotions are they're pointers pointers as to where you're at and where you're going if you can continue on that path now if you 
change the energy, change the emotions. That's what happens when you go within and when you uh, chant specific mantras and you do specific meditations or you do specific inner work and psychotherapy, then that just happens a lot more quicker. And you start to really understand the lessons of the cosmos, of these full moons, and you start to really stop creating more karma. That's the most important thing, ladies. Because remember, rage, what happens afterwards? Either you're creating more karma or you're clearing the karma. That's just it. And as I shared yesterday in my post on Instagram, you know, one of the things that's so important for us to realize is that the anger that so many men feel is because they cannot access their own goodness because women are not accessing their own goodness. You know, there's a beautiful author that really taught me that another great book for y'all to get. And it's one of those, this one, my sister gave it to me. Um, Akal Pritam, self-love, finding peace and happiness. I love this one because it's not one of those that you read from beginning to end. It's like you open it and whatever the message is, the photos are incredibly beautiful, but then also the message is so powerful. And she was talking about that. She was talking about how when a woman doesn't see her own goodness, her own power, her own sovereignty, you know, the men around her are angry. And they, why? Because they cannot access their own goodness. You know, he is contained in she. God is, you know, God is contained. The G-O-D, it's God is. Everything is contained in the she. Everything is contained in the she. And we have forgotten about her. We have forgotten about her power. We have forgotten about even within us and women not just like men that's what I'm saying no one can take it away from us it's us us women when we remember that divine feminine power where we can be comfortable in our emotions and our feelings and our heart when we can be authentically ourselves which is what we're learning through this thing this rebirth and still take action in this 3d world in our masculine energy that's when everything is going to change and you know there's no coincidence in this world this week, last week, I asked Lizzie to make, uh, I, I was like, I need, I want new nails. And the first uh, inspiration or the first thought that came to my mind was Our Lady of Guadalupe, La Virgen de Guadalupe. And ladies, she did an amazing job. Let me just show you really quick. And this is, there's a very deep meaning, meaning behind this. They are so gorgeous. So gorgeous. And as you can see, Our Lady of Guadalupe is right there in the middle. And I like it in the middle, too, because it's like in the fuck you uh, um, finger. It's weird that she picked this. All these things are very, very important. And the reason I say this is because, interesting that we're talking about rage. To me, Our Lady of Guadalupe, she has been my guardian angel for some time now. Probably since I was a little girl, but I've been aware of it in the last probably 10 years, where I know she's my patron. And she, what she does for me is she ignites the divine feminine energy inside of my heart. And she has been the one that has taught me the most about dismantling the limiting beliefs between women. Like really that is our movement. It is bringing together women and their power so we can recognize the power in each and every one of us by learning how to accept ourselves, right? Learning how to work through these emotions. And to me, Our Lady of Guadalupe, when she appeared to Juan Diego, you know, in the 1500s, that was an epic time for human consciousness. That is when the uh, Spaniards came and basically murdered the indigenous people or indoctrinated them into believing into their religion, right? In the name of 
Christ they murdered and they indoctrinated. But, and that's when they, the story of Our Lady of Guadalupe was first turned upside down. That's when it was first told to us in the polarity so that we would be afraid of our Kundalini power. Because it was told to us that she was stepping on the serpent and that we should be afraid of the serpent. Yet the message of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and believe me, I have done a lot of work with her and she's come to me and she came to me this morning to remind myself why she's on my nails also today and this for a while. But the real message that she was here to, to tell us is that that was the transition of a human consciousness. That's what began the age of the golden age, the age of Aquarius, because at that point, what was happening is she was transitioning humanity from giving our power away to a God outside of us to owning the power of the Kundalini energy, realizing that when we self-realize and we know how to process this Kundalini energy, that we, as especially, that's why she came as a woman, especially as women, will take our power back and our power back in the right place, meaning equals with the masculine not better either because there's toxic femininity as well we're equals and she carried and encompassed both qualities in her she was not weak she was divine feminine and divine masculine and because of that and because she was divine feminine divine masculine she came during a time where she was trying to bring together her son her daughters and sons right her children yet we took it to the Piscean way and we became separated and they used her apparition as a way to say she's only Catholic and she basically saying that in order for you to be good you have to be Catholic and that was not the message of her at all and that's what many of us are awakening to so she for me anytime that I've had any blockages as it relates to divine feminine energy or as it relates to healing as it relates to especially bringing women together helping them through rage she has been the one that has always, always been with me in my meditations. And now I understand, Lizzie, why I asked you why this happened, why she's on my nail to remind me of how important it is for us to really honor ourselves as we're transitioning into our power. Because one thing is for sure, not our darkness is what scares us the most. It is our power. Okay. I see this over and over again in women. They move into the healing journey, they're healing, and then they hit plateaus because they're afraid of their power. They're afraid of how innately powerful they are because they've been used to giving away their power to an outside world. And that is the big message of today's podcast episode. We, no one can take our power from us. No one can take your power from you. No one, no one. You can give your power away. Absolutely. You can give your power away. And rage is not bad. Rage is something that we as women must learn to process in order to self attain self-mastery and sovereignty. And rage is something that, especially as women, we must learn to release right now during such an epic time where we are awakening. Women are awakening and realizing that they have been asleep for some time, but that now it is time to step up. And we have, to cap, we have to really make sure that we're directing this energy in a healthy way, ladies, because rage can burn others and it can burn you. So we're going to be talking a lot about this the rest of this week. Tomorrow, we're actually going to have a guest speaker and a guest uh, healer, amazing goddess. And I thought it was so appropriate for her. To, it's interesting how she, doesn't, she didn't even know about, we were talking about rage, but yet it's up her alley, everything that she does.
because uh, she takes women into deep healing work. So tomorrow we're going to be at 11 a.m. Mountain Center time, ladies. Uh, uh, that is uh, the time that uh, she'll be available tomorrow. So we will be on time tomorrow, 11 a.m. Mountain Center time. And her name is Crystal Sun. She's the founder of Crystal Sun. You all can find her on Instagram, Crystal Sun. She's a soulpreneur who specializes in teaching the ancient practice of vocal toning, which is holistic approach to healing the human body with the power of one's voice. What are we talking about here? She's trained in music theory and classical voice. Crystal has spent over 25 years working alongside some of the top music producers from Hollywood to New York City. As a professional vocalist, she's a songwriter, music producer. She also offers her clients binarial beats, which many of us know about, and healing music to help them tap into altered brain states for physical and emotional healing. So she'll be talking about her own journey, uh, how she uh, moved into this path as in healing, as well as rage. What can we do with our vocals? What can we do, like I was sharing with you all today, the chanting, what can we do to help us as women process, be with this rage and sing to it. What a better person to help us talk about this, to sing to it and be with it so that it doesn't burn us inside ladies. And so that it doesn't create any illnesses or any stagnant type of awareness. This is a time of liberation. This full moon is bringing the truth to all that you need to see. Don't shoot the messenger, surrender, be with yourself this week, be compassionate. And understand that this is a huge transformation that we're all going through. And not just you, we're all going through this, ladies, all of us. Lizzie says, yes, he is contained within she. She is a all-encompassing. Absolutely. You cannot have he without she. You just have to have both. And that's the big awareness that we're all awakening to. So tomorrow we'll be here at 11 a.m. Pacific uh, Mountain Standard Time. And then on Wednesday, we'll be back at 10.30 a.m. And then... Friday, Lizzie is, uh, has a lot to say on this subject matter. We had a really nice, beautiful conversation yesterday when we were at mom's house brunch. And I just want to thank her so much for helping uh, bring awareness to a lot of this. So she's uh, she's so importantly wise and, and, and vital to this movement. So thank you, Lizzie, so much. I love you. Uh, so we'll be back tomorrow, ladies, 11 a.m. Mountain Center Time. In the meantime, April's almost around the corner. We are done almost with our detoxification and purification at Satori Wellness and Spirituality, which means we start a brand new energetic theme. This has been a very transformative month for myself. I know many of the ladies have shared so many breakthroughs that they had this month. And that's what happens, you know, when you do the inner work, it just, your life changes. That's the only way your life changes. If it doesn't change from within, it will never change from outside of you. And so I'll be announcing a brand new energetic theme tomorrow. And then enrollment will be open only for one week to join us in April. And that will be closing. I was looking for my calendar and it's right there on my phone, but that will be closing the first Wednesday of April. So you have to have signed up by the first Wednesday of April to join us for April's collective. And the reason that is, is because all of the classes that I teach inside of Satori Wellness and Spirituality are intentionally laid out to give you a specific result at the end of the month. Like this month, we worked on detoxification and purification. Next month, we're going to work on something else. All of it has to do with an aspect of transformation, healing the inner child, rewiring the subconscious program, healing all of these emotions that come with that depression, anxiety, all those things that come up that 
I have said many times, traditional therapy will never heal. And that is my story and I'm sticking to it. So tomorrow, look out for the new theme as well as look out for open enrollment for one week, okay? And then after that, it doesn't matter if you tell me, Veronica, I'm ready to come back in or I'm ready, I missed the deadline. No, closing the doors like for reals because it's just very important. Not only, like I said, intentionally with the classes, but as a collective, you know, as a, we work together as a collective consciousness in our community. So I take it very uh, seriously as to bringing women together and working energetically cohesively. So it's just much more uh, high potency and more impactful when we, when we work together as the community. So that's why we close out uh, reg registration. What you can do in the meantime, you can go check out my free training it talks about the SWC method. And guess what? Right at the beginning of the training, it tells you who the SWC method is for and who it's not for. So you won't even be wasting your time. If you can move through the first part of the training, you're like, oh, this is something for me. Then finish the master class. You can ask me questions there on chat. You can DM me. Of course, ladies, don't be afraid to DM me. I love getting your DMs. Thank you for those that have DM'd and ask me any questions. But don't be afraid to reach out. We're here to support you on this journey. April is going to be amazing right before eclipse season. So don't wait to begin on this healing journey. Start today. So check out that training with the link below on the podcast or on the Instagram uh, link right at the top. You'll see free training. Check it out. Grab some tea and enjoy it. Thank you, ladies, so much for being here today. Like I said, we are going to continue the conversation on rage and how we can make it our teacher tomorrow like i said crystal sun will be here so join us tomorrow at 11 a.m mountain standard time thanks ladies have a blessed rest of your day wishing you all blessings awareness truth and all that you deserve which is love and compassion not only for yourself and for others have a blessed day Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Sovereign Woman Movement Show podcast episode. Let's continue the conversation by joining me in my free training on how to heal emotionally and awakening spiritually, where I share with you my exact three-step framework, the SWC method on how to take your sovereignty back. So click on the link below and pick a time that works best for you. Also, follow me on Instagram at Veronica Bear again, I am, and also in our community page at Sovereign Woman Movement. I look forward in connecting with you there. Satnam.